Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey guys, I have a podcast that I think you'll really enjoy. Proof, the investigative true crime podcast co-hosted by Susan Simpson of Undisclosed and Jacinda Davis of Evil Lives Here is releasing its highly anticipated second season where they investigate the murder of 18-year-old Renee Ramos. The first season, which if you haven't listened to yet, you totally should, saw the release of two Georgia men serving life sentences for murdering their friend, Brian Bowling. And thanks to evidence unearthed by proof, on December 8th, 2022, both Daryl Lee Clark and Kane Joshua Story were finally freed after 25 years behind bars. With that same investigative drive, Susan and Jacinda are on the case again, and this time, they are on the streets of Manteca, California, to find out who really killed Renee Ramos. In proof, murder at the warehouse, you hear how, on June 5th, 2000, Renee's body was found buried beneath a pile of debris inside a new Home Depot building. And how, despite tips hinting at alternate suspects, her boyfriend, 18-year-old Jake Silva, and 33-year-old Ty Lopez were arrested and convicted of her murder. Fans of true crime and investigative series won't want to miss this riveting new season. Follow the case as Susan and Jacinda uncover long-overlooked evidence about what really happened to Renee, by listening to Proof, Murder at the Warehouse, wherever you get your podcasts. There were two more murders 15 miles when away. Arrived, the they found the telephone and electricity line. Weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Cup of murder. When you are raised amongst monsters, how can you expect to be any different? On June 26, 1934, a horrendous man was executed for his crimes. A man who was born and raised into a family of murderous bandits. So, if you like your coffee hot but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Ali Asghar Borajerdi was born in the year 1893 in western Iran. From the beginning, Ali was brought into a family with a long history of various criminal activity. Some as small as theft and defamation, but others, like that of his grandfather and father, were much more serious. The men in Ali's family were both bandits who robbed caravans and were known to murder the owners in order to steal their goods. His father alone was known to have killed more than 40 civilians with his bare hands, a notoriety that forced him to immigrate to Baghdad with his wife and children. 
However, on the way there, he was killed by a Persian Cossack brigade in Iran, and Ali and his family were forced to continue to Baghdad without him. Once there, Ali began his own life of crime when he began selling snacks to young children, luring them away, and sexually molesting them. He was just 14 when he was arrested for the first time and prosecuted for the abuse. He was imprisoned, but due to his young age, wasn't considered a real risk and was released. Once out of prison, he went right back to selling the treats and abusing the children. He was arrested again and sentenced to nine years in prison for the assault of five children. He was released when he was 27 years old and ordered to stay away from any activities that put him in direct contact with young children. So this time, he made sure his victims couldn't report him. Just after his release, Ali systematically abused and murdered 25 children in Baghdad. The only reason he stopped at 25 was because another child witnessed his last murder and forced him to flee to Iran. This relocation didn't stop his killings. It simply gave him a new hunting ground. He worked in athletics, a job that kept him in constant contact with children, and began planning out his next set of victims. During this time, he killed eight adolescents and dumped their bodies in the southern part of the city. This made him the first Iranian serial killer and rapist to be reported in the 20th century. While he was finding new victims, his past one's bodies were beginning to be found in furnaces and aqueducts near Tehran. Then, in January of 1933, a lost teen found the body of a young boy just south of Tehran. He rushed to report his gruesome discovery, and when the police arrived, two more bodies were found. Then, on February 23rd, the skull of another boy was found nearby, and five days later, a 31-year-old man's headless body was found. The discovery struck fear around Tehran, and police worked tirelessly to find the serial killer. They began draining wells to prevent their use for possible dumping and to make sure they were empty, and officers began questioning people in the area. That's how they came upon Ali Asghar Borjerdi on March 10, 1933, selling items in the desert. He claimed he was selling okra, but as police spoke to him, they noticed he had bloody clothing and a bloody knife. He told them he bought the items from a nearby market, but the police were not convinced. He was arrested and brought in for further questioning. While he sat in custody, officers began searching his residence and questioning his neighbors. They claimed that he introduced one of the past murdered boys as his brother, and in his home, they found clothing belonging to that same teenager. Ali then admitted that he knew the teenage boy, that he had worked alongside him but had run away. When he found the boy, he raped and murdered him. This confession opened the floodgate, and he admitted to murdering the eight children in Iran, as well as 25 in Iraq. He was brought to trial in June of 1934 and was convicted for raping and killing 33 young adults and children. He was given nine years in prison, and subsequent to that, he was to be executed. On June 26, 1934, Ali Asghar Borjerdi was executed for his crimes. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear a terrible thing happened on June 27th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe.
Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.